Sitcom Podcast, CapsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin States in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, August the 27th, 22nd, 27th, whatever. Uh, Virginia has its game week starting on the 27th on Monday. Cavaliers will open the 2018 season on September the 1st, next Saturday. So we are about 10 days away from actual football being played uh, at, at Scott Stadium. I am obviously looking forward to it. It is officially the end of my um, my dark season. Uh, it, it Basically from now until um, spring, it just kind of goes. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm also glad that um, it is time for us to have our annual um, preseason prediction podcast where we all make fools of ourselves. Usually fervor to some lesser degree than the other two of us, but... Um, no doubt that by the end of the season, we will all feel like giant idiots for whatever we are about to say over the next hour and change. Um, before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody, uh, up in Fishersville, David Spence is on the show. How are you, my friend? I don't know that I could be much better, Brad. It's time to talk football predictions and the stars back on the show. Oh, exciting. Who Dave's on the board at who Dave's on Twitter. Dave's also salty because his HVAC died and he just had to replace it today. Didn't um, the aforementioned star of the program, uh, Justin Ferber up in Arlington, is also back. He is he is still with us. He he did not succumb to whatever plague he had. We're, we're very glad that you have rejoined the program, Ferber. Yeah, I feel much, much better than I did a week ago. Trust me. <laughs> um, but I'm glad to be back, and I'm ready to talk football and carry this show. Um, <laughs> at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. And Cavs Corner, also on Twitter, Cavs underscore Corner, great place for our in-game updates, content items, and the occasional witty banter. All right, so yeah, September the 1st, um, the mighty University of Richmond uh, Spiders will come to Scott Stadium to open uh, it, their season, Virginia season, 6 p.m. kickoff, going to be televised on the ACC, excuse me, broadcast on the ACC Network Extra. Um, I don't know how much time we want to spend on this specific game because we have a lot more to talk about, but I do want to kind of frame it in the standpoint of, I feel like just in in a way that last year was sort of a uh, the opener was a was sort of a um a show me moment so to speak for the fans i'm curious to get your guys opinion on how much this game is sort of a show me because of what happened against richmond 2 years ago uh and and the calamity that ensued thereafter um what what are, I, I, before we talk about the actual results of the game and how we expect it to go how much of the, you know, for lack of better description, and I don't mean to be dramatic, how much of the season rests on this game, Dave? That's an interesting question. I mean, a lot. If Virginia loses this game, like, I, I don't want your job on Saturday evening. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, we we kind of talked about it around the uh, the games following Richmond, um, not being sexy names, but solid teams. Um, you know, the, the fan base trying to build back up it's fragile i mean i think fragile might even be too kind of a word for it so anything that is seen as a step back isn't seen as a step back it's seen as just a return to what virginia football is and then last year seems the aberration so aberration so you know it's um it's big you can't lose richmond you you've done it once i mean you've if every head coach gets one of those he's already used it (laughs) if every head coach gets one of those Ferber, what do you think? Is the whole? Do you mean? Do we just shut the whole thing down if 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 UVA loses to Richmond? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, it, it kind of feels that way, right? Like I'm not, I'm I'm really not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, but it certainly feels like like if Virginia loses this game, it's going to be a rough year. Yeah, if you lose this game, um, it says a couple things. One, it says that you haven't really gotten 
you either didn't learn your lesson from two years ago, uh, which I don't think will be the case, uh, or you're you're not talented enough to just walk in and win, which would be bad. Um, either way, that's not good. Uh, yeah. It's just it's not a game that you can lose. And Richmond is replacing Kyle Aletta, who's you know one of the best players in the history of that program, maybe the best. I don't know. Um, and that won't be easy for them. I think they have a pretty decent quarterback this year that'll that'll replace him, but he's not Kyle Aletta. So right. I, I don't think that it's. I, mean, I think that there was a recipe for disaster of sorts in the 2016 opener that maybe we didn't see at the time, but looking back, it kind of was all there with Aletta playing well and. And UVA kind of trying to fit a square peg into a round hole on offense and overcomplicating the defense. Um, and quite frankly, just not being that good. Um, I don't think it'll happen again, but if it does happen again, then obviously there's a lot of stuff that needs to be reevaluated. Virginia all time against Richmond, 28, three and two. So if the Cavaliers were to lose this one, that would be two losses um, within three years to a team that they've only ever lost to three times. Um, I don't expect Virginia to lose this game. I, I would pick the Cavaliers to win it. Um, I, I, I'm not very. I, I don't have a. This is this. The scores are tough for me because I, I can't get a, a read in my own mind on like what sort of um, expectation we should have in terms of Virginia's scoring output. Um, but I do think that as 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 much talent as Richmond has coming back around the quarterback, Laletta was, I think, the the best player. Uh, in that program's history, and and he, I think he's going to have a, a nice NFL career. I, I don't think that you you start out um, replacing him playing this game against a defense that I think is going to try to put some some real pressure on you. So I, I would have Virginia winning it. Um, I, I'm going to go um, 33 to uh, 17. Dave, let's go to you. What are your score prediction for the for the Richmond game? Uh, I mean. I- Every year, the first game, I, I keep expecting, you know, keep hoping we'll see just Bronco and and Doctor Bob unleash the offense and put up seventy. I, I don't think that'll happen. Um, I think Virginia wins this one comfortably, just because of what's happened in the past. Uh, I've got Virginia winning thirty-five to fourteen. All right, what yeah, about I you, Trevor? No idea what to guess. Yeah, I think that this is one that UVA will win pretty comfortably. Uh, I think the defense will will play well. I, I don't know if it'll be as uh, I don't know if it'll go quite like the game against William and Mary went last year. Cause that team had no offense whatsoever. Um, and I, I think UVA could put up some more points this year though, just because the weather was really bad last year for the William and Mary game and things just didn't really quite come together, even though they won that game comfortably, but I'm going to go 38, 13 UVA in this one in a game that they lead by multiple scores at halftime. Interesting. I would be all about Virginia leading by multiple scores at halftime, to be quite honest. All right, uh, game two of the season at Indiana, September the 8th, going to be televised by the Big Ten Network, a 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Can I ask a stupid question? Do you guys know how tough it is to get into Bloomington? <laughs> like, it's not really near anything. It's not, and it's and, and I, would, I would have gone, but I'm not. Um, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to get to see whatever stadium it is that the Hoosiers play in. I think it actually might be Hoosier Stadium. It's Memorial um, Stadium. Ferber, why you always got to be so smart and so all-starish, huh? Why why you always going to be showing off for all your all fans out there? Um, I, I I think in our conversations, Virginia two and one all time against Indiana, uh, having last played them um, in 2017 in that 34-17 loss, um, which was such a fun game to cover. Um, 
we've talked about this game a little bit, and I think all three of us have kind of gone back and forth, like thinking Virginia could win it, then thinking there's probably no chance the Cavaliers will win it, and then kind of coming somewhere in the middle. Ferber, where did you end up on this um, overall before we get to the numbers? What's your general sense of this game, and, and how tough is it going to be for UVA to get a win uh, in Big Ten country? I think it might be a little bit tougher than people think. Um, we were talking about it a little bit before we came on the air, and I, you know, just looking at their team last year, I kind of felt like that would be a game that UVA could win or should win at home. Uh, and obviously, Indiana pretty much ran them off the field. I mean, they dominated that game uh, despite having to play their backup quarterback for most of the game. Um, I, I think that Indiana's team, you know, they lost some talent to the NFL. Uh, but I do think that they have a pretty good core. Uh, they have an identity on both sides of the ball. They have good offensive line play, or at least a lot of guys coming back on the line. Uh, pretty intriguing quarterback battle between Peyton Ramsey, who played against UVA last year, and then Brandon Dawson, who's a transfer from Arizona. Um, I, I don't know how that's going to shake out, but if Dawson plays, then then that could that could be something for them. Uh, he was a, a pretty talented player that lost his job at Arizona to a very good quarterback in Khalil Tate. So uh, I don't know. On the road, week two, I think it's going to be a test. It's definitely going to be a step up from Richmond. And uh, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they lost this game just because, you know, they're going to be almost breaking in a brand new offense. And I I think that there's going to be some bumps in the road. So I think that this one could be a little bit tougher than a lot of people think just because Indiana is not a a big-name team that they might be used to playing in the non-conference. Right. Dave, I, I want I want to get your number first, and then I want you to talk to me about whether you agree or disagree with some of what Ferber said. I mean, your number will sort of indicate that, but but generally speaking, how how are you feeling about this game, um, and, and what do you why do you think the outcome will be what it will be? Because <laughs> I always pick Virginia to win. I mean, that's no. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, when when I was kind of going back and forth on this one, and I did actually, um, ended up. Settling like I always said, well, I've got Virginia winning this one, twenty-eight to twenty-four, and another barred murder like the last time we were up there. Um, I look at this as a game Virginia draws. When, when you talk about building a program, you, you you know you're building culture. You look back on past experiences. I think a game like this, like even though Virginia ultimately lost the game in Miami last year and lost to Pittsburgh on the road and lost at Louisville, they played pretty well for parts of those games, and then they have Boise State to look back on. So. I think week two after, after Richmond, I, I like I like what they did last year. I'm going to be confident that they can get it done. I do think it'll be close, and uh, I'm just I'm as you'll see as the day goes. I'm, I'm kind of high on this team, with the caveat being they stay healthy, you know, on the in the trenches especially and at quarterback. So I've got Virginia one twenty eight twenty four over a sneaky good Indiana team. Sneaky good. What do you got, Ferber? I actually have a loss here. Um, I kind of went back and forth on it. I, I think that, and we'll get into the Ohio prediction in a second. I think these two games are going to be pretty tough um, while UVA is still trying to figure everything out. Obviously, their opponents will be trying to figure them out as well. Um, I do think that this is a probably a toss-up game, uh, some, one that UVA can win. Uh, but on the road, I, I think that uh, I'm going to give the nod to Indiana here, um, 27-24 in a game that, like I said, wouldn't be. I know it's hedging, but I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Don't be surprised if they lose. Uh, this, unlike the Richmond result, will not mean a whole lot to me in ter- unless they get like blown out or something um, as far as like the rest of the season goes. Give me your number one more time. 27-24 uh, Indiana. Mm. I got it 28-24 Virginia. And look, I, 
uh, excuse me, 27, 24. Dave had 28. I, I think when th- when I started thinking about this season, and again, I'm going to go in Dave's caveat that things r- remain relatively healthy or that any injuries they have, um, are they're able to come back from. I think this is the game. Maybe maybe uh, Virginia gets a, you know, like Ferber said, a couple scores lead at the halftime against Richmond, and, and you see a little bit whoever the backup is, whether it's Armstrong or, or Stone, or maybe even both, given the rules the way that they are now. Um, but I do think this is the game where Bryce Perkins sort of announces his presence. Now, I'm not saying he's going to go out there, throw for 250 and run for another 200 or anything crazy. I'm not saying that, but I, I just think they're going to be a handful of plays in this game that get people's attention in the ACC. And I think in a tight game, Virginia's going to go on the road culture, kind of what they wanted to, you know, what they did at Boise, kind of what they wanted to do at Miami. But I think this is a game too, where fans start to see like the team being able to, to have some tough moments and, and, and sort of um, consistently come back from them. You know, we think about that Georgia Tech game and how crazy it was last year, but there were a handful of places where that thing could have been just donezo, and Virginia didn't let it. Um, I, I think this is a great early season test. I would not be surprised to see Indiana win it, but I am going to have the Cavaliers winning it uh, in a tight one, uh, mainly because I think that, um, that Perkins is going to be that good. Now that brings us to the Ohio game the next uh, Saturday uh, afternoon, 3 p.m. kickoff, September the 15th on the ACC Network Extra um, channel slash feed, or however you want to describe it. I'm like Ferber. I think this is tough. And I'm not trying to say Ohio is going to be tougher than Indiana, but I do think Ohio at home is going to be tougher than a lot of people think. Um, my my general sense of this game is that this is going to be a spot where Virginia has to fight, fight through some adversity too. It just feels like a game that seems on paper um, to be harder – for the home team than, than a lot of people will give it credit for. For you mentioned a minute ago, you thought that both of these games are going to be um, difficult. How do you see this one playing out? And what's your score prediction for it? Yeah, this is one where if UVA's defensive line run defense is not where it needs to be, they're going to get exposed because Ohio runs the ball, runs the ball, runs the ball. They have a mobile quarterback, um, decent offensive line play. They're well coached. Uh, they're one of the favorites in the Mac. So I think if things don't, figure them, you know, if they don't figure things out as far as the run defense goes early on and, and get that personnel right and hopefully develop some players that, it'll, you know, like a second unit behind the projected starters, they could run into some trouble here. Uh, even if they don't play terrible on the defensive line, I still think that this could be a tight game. Um, I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done before on this preview podcast. I'm going to pick UVA to win 30 to 27 in overtime. Wow, look at you. An overtime game in the middle. Yeah. Okay. And this is one where I kind of went back and forth where I was like, I, I, I kind of think they're going to split Indiana and Ohio, and I couldn't figure yeah. out which one that it would be. Um, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people listening to this are going to be like splitting Indiana and Ohio. Like that sounds terrible, but these are two quality teams. I mean, Ohio won eight games last year. Indiana was just as good as UVA last year and beat them head to head. So um, I don't think that that's it shouldn't be as shocking to people as maybe mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a similar mindset. I, I I I I really wonder if this isn't the game where Zane Zandier really sort of asserts himself as um as a real force in the middle. Um maybe taking some pressure off J Mac. Um I, I just think like Ferber said it, the, the running the the way Ohio you know they're gonna want to run the ball. Um and I and I just kind of feel like this is gonna be a game where Virginia has to sort of figure it out. Um I do have the Cavaliers winning as well, 34-24, but I think in large part that's gonna be sort of going away. Um, I, I think this thing's a, you know, a one score game basically the whole way. And then 
late in the second half, Virginia puts a drive together uh, and then gets a stop and um, and kind of um, averts potential uh, disaster. But again, I, I do think that this team is going to be a little different, at least in terms of its culture and the way that the guys respond in, in tight spots. Uh, Dave, you you I, I'm, you're obviously going to pick UVA to win it, <laughs> but what's the what's the score and and what are your what are your reasons? I mean, this game, like I said, I done did a little research on them today too. It's intriguing just because of, you know, the perceived weakness of Virginia's defense is probably going to be against teams that are willing to take three or four yards, at, you know, a chunk as that defensive line kind of molds. Um, but I also think when you when you look at this Virginia team, I, I think it's going to have an offense, unlike last year's, that's going to be a sustained drives, you know, with three plays for 11 yards instead of looking for the, for the big play. So I think it's going to be a relatively low-scoring game. Um, being at home, I'll kind of, I'll kind of favor Virginia. I've got Virginia winning at twenty-one to seventeen. One of the lowest scores games I got for a team that averaged twenty-two points a game last year. <laughs> All right, say your number again because my twenty-one pain to seventeen. Twenty-one seventeen. Yep. People who are listening to this are going to be very glad that I keep making you guys repeat things. All right, so at this point, uh, let's see to check things out. I got Virginia three and zero. Dave has Virginia three and zero. Ferber has them two and one. Coming back home to open ACC play the following week, uh, time TV, all TBA for this one. Um, the Louisville Cardinals come to uh, Charlottesville again, minus Lamar Jackson. Um, I have no clue right now what to make of, of, of Louisville. I don't have any idea. Um, that's not to say that I, I, I mean, I, I feel like Petrino's offense is going to be good. I, I, I feel like, a lot of that program just feels like at times last, you know, last year it was in disarray. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go to Ferber to start. How did you even come to some sort of vague idea of what Louisville was, was going to be in, in, in this season? It wasn't easy. Um, right. Exactly. Lamar Jackson is this, he was such a transcendent player that I don't think we're going to know for a while how, big of an impact he had obviously we know he had an impact um and we know that you know he kind of carried them in some games and some games you know he played well and it wasn't enough and some games he didn't play as well um it's but even him playing off is is much better than most players um i mean that uva game they played two years ago in charlottesville i mean he basically brought him back by himself um and you know that uva had a couple picks in that game that that cost them but I mean, he willed them to win the game on that last drive. So um, I, I don't know if you can really quantify that. Having said that, his replacement is somebody who was a highly recruited player, uh, Jawan Pass. He's a four-star player. Um, he's not nearly as mobile as Lamar was, um, which isn't an insult. <laughs> um, he's more of a pocket guy. And, uh, and and apparently, I mean, Petrino has a history of, of developing quarterbacks, and I think that they have pretty high hopes for him, but – I don't know. Like I said, I think the drop-off could be pretty significant no matter what. Their defense struggled a lot last year and then lost the best player on it, uh, Jair Alexander, who's a first-round pick. Um, They did bring a bunch of guys back, but they brought a bunch of guys back from a defense that was not very good. Um, And and they do have some skill talent around pass on offense. Good wide receivers, a lot of good running backs. So I I think they'll be okay. Uh, They have a really tough schedule. Uh, they open with Alabama, and then they, obviously they play the Atlantic, which is a little tougher than the Coastal, and then they play Kentucky at the end of the year. Um, so I think they might struggle a little bit more record-wise overall, but I still think they'll be a pretty decent team, probably around 6-6. Six and six. Uh, So do you want my score prediction now? Or yeah, let's go ahead and do it. 
Yeah, I have UVA winning this game, actually, 28-24. Um, the fact that it's at home kind of swayed me. And uh, I think that they've played well against Louisville the last couple of years, uh, even though they haven't gotten the result. I know last year's game looks a little bit more lopsided when you look at the score because Louisville kind of pulled away at the second half, but it was close in the first half. Um, and the year before that, obviously, UVA had the game won pretty much and lost it. So I, I think they can get it done. Uh, Bronco and his staff usually have a pretty good game plan for them. And uh, I think this could be a really fun game to watch if UVA's offense is anything like what we think it could be at its best. So I have UVA winning a close one. I, uh, I, I've i ultimately decided that um, that switching up from Ohio's offense to Petrino's might be a little difficult. Um, and I, and I have this sneaky feeling Ferber had made some really good points about, you know, life after Lamar Jackson. And, and, and I do think that there's, it makes sense to me that, that it's tough to have a guy like that, that you can sort of count on to get you out of game. Like he basically, they played like dog crap that whole game in Charlottesville last time they were here. And he basically sort of resurrected them late because he's just good. Right. And you're not counting on those other guys to step up and do stuff. He's right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But you know what else I have? Like, I kind of wonder if, like, Petrino's sort of program isn't one where, like, you, he, you can't, like, he, I almost wonder if, like, it's like the pressure will, will be off of them in a way. And what I mean by that is, like, when, 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 when the star is gone, other guys feel like they can step up. And I almost wonder if Petrino, um, I mean, he just always seems like such a um, a weird dude to me. Like, he almost seems like a guy who would be better off with a guy who wasn't getting so much hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it does to me. I I have I actually have Louisville winning it um, in a in a in a close one, 17-13. I went with with that mainly because I feel like Petrino's offense. Uh, I think pass is pretty good. He's not Lamar Jackson, but I also think like this is a. I think Petrina's offense can give Virginia some issues mainly because um, they can do a lot of different things at the line of scrimmage. And I think that's going to be a thing that puts a lot of pressure on the defensive line, especially considering kind of switching up gears um, from Ohio the week before. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts on this one? And give me your number. Louisville. I, I don't know what to make of them either. You know, defensively, I don't, don't expect much. And we haven't seen much over there from them the last couple of years. Um, it's an interesting dynamic there. I think on paper it looks like this Louisville offense could be pretty good if they if they want to run the ball. But you know, anytime you've got an offensive coach, like is he willing to just run it? Um, honestly, if Louisville didn't open with Alabama, I think I'd pick Virginia to win this game pretty comfortably, just because of the time of the season. But Alabama's a nice reset. Like you know, they'll probably get stomped, but you know everything's going to look slow from that point forward to them. Um, that said. I don't like their defense. I do. I like. I'm. Re- I really like this Virginia team for some reason. Um, I've got Virginia winning this one in a game. I went back and forth on. I just. I. I don't trust Petrino not to overcomplicate what could be a simple game plan. Um, I've got Virginia winning thirty-one to twenty-eight in a, in a very exciting game. Maybe we've, maybe scoring late to get back from at Lamar. We've Jackson. already predicted like five like of the two four six eight ten uh 12 predictions we've done so far there are a bunch of tight games in there 28 14 28 24 27 24 27 24 uh yeah we can talk about it at the end but the margin of error is small it's super thin it feels like that like that gator bowl year all over again for me um i don't think that they're quite that talented and i don't know if they're going to win that many games but that margin for error like they got to have some things that bounce right 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just like Dave saying, for some reason, I like this Virginia team. <laughs> like this is like he's a neutral observer or something. He, he, so, he sounds like he sounds like I a just want to go on a 10 minute rant about you know, why I think this team's different. We'll, we'll save that. Save it for the end. No, yeah. Save it for the end. All right. So the next week after that game, Virginia finally goes on the road again in the ACC. September the 29th at NC State. I mean, I don't even know if I know where Raleigh is anymore. Um, I never have to work there. Um, but it will. It's an interesting NC State squad, uh, given all of the the the, the Wolfpack loss from last year's team, um, and yet you know Ryan Finley finally gets his chance to. Oh God, I I, I can't explain that story. Okay, um, so Ferber, let's go back to you. Um, I feel like Dave Dorn isn't that good. Convince me either he is or take take my back here and convince me or convince the other people that he that he's not. I mean, I don't think he's bad. Uh, I get what you're saying, though. I mean, when Tennessee was trying to hire him, I was kind of like, that's weird. It just feels like a weird fit. But having said all that, I mean, he is winning at a pretty good clip, and he is recruiting at a pretty good clip. So, I mean, he's got something figured out. Uh, th- that program is in a better place now than when he found it. Um, I don't think that's really debatable. But I don't know if he can take them past where they are, right? Right. Uh, I mean, I think that he's kind of in a tough spot right now because yeah, you, you look at what's in their division. I mean, they have Clemson. They're not going anywhere. Um, right. And then you have Florida State, who I think in a few years will be good, um, like very good. Uh, and then Louisville, obviously very competitive. Boston College does more with less than maybe any team in the league. And then Wake, you can almost make that same case. So, I mean, I think that it's hard for them to get – past where they've been you know like eight wins sun bowl that seems about right for them um for this year i, I mean i the first thing i thought when i was researching them was i remember watching the nfl draft and it felt like they had a player picked every other pick it really did didn't it yeah jalen samuels and Hines and uh street got picked i believe at the end of the draft and obviously bradley chubb at the beginning right um but i Looking at their team, I mean, they bring they bring back a lot of good players. The defense should be good. Finley is maybe, unless I'm forgetting somebody, the best quarterback in the league, um, I, and maybe an NFL quarterback. I think that they're a better team than I thought they were. Um, and through my research, I kind of went from UVA could go win this one, steal it, to I don't think they're going to do it. Um but I mean, like they're not world beaters either. So we haven't gotten to the part of the schedule where it's like they can't win this game, which it feels like right. in the past, especially in the London years, happened a lot. So wait, what's your number? Wait, what was your number? Oh, okay, you want the pick? You yeah, just asked me if Dave Doran was bad. I know, I know, but that was like their lead into <laughs> then. I, no, the way this works is I give you a question and then you lead into it and then you then you take yourself to the to the to the pick. But anyway, yes, yeah. please. And, anyway, Dave Doran's all right, I guess. I don't. I wouldn't say he's great. But I don't think he's terrible either. Anyway, uh, 35-24 NC State. High-scoring game. Noon. Raycom TV. Noon, Ray. <laughs> what about you, Dave? What's, what's, your, what's, your, what's your pleasure here? Yeah, This NC State team, they've got size. They're physical. Um, they've got a quarterback who can, who can make plays out of the pocket. So, and they're playing at home. I think it's a tough win for Virginia. Um, especially, you know, you're looking at five games in a row. Now, granted, NC State plays the same five weeks, but you know, into five weeks, uh, I'm ba- basing my picks on Virginia being healthy. But even healthy at the end of five weeks, you'll be pretty banged up. And when you consider you're playing against a pretty physical team, 
and your two probably thinnest positions are are the two positions you'll need the most against a physical team in the defensive line and offensive line. I can't even as a homer, I can't pick Virginia to win this game, having them four and already. Um, so I've got NC State winning this one, twenty seven to seventeen. Twenty seven to seventeen. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> you sound like the dude at the stadium. Um, I'm just looking forward to to staying with my sister and being like seven minutes from the from the stadium. Um, yeah, and then we don't have to play him again for seventeen years. <laughs> When's the last time NC State came to Charlottesville? Like seriously, uh, the last Phillip time Rose was playing quarterback. He probably was. The last time NC State played, the uh, last time I remember them coming was David Watford was the quarterback, and uh, it was the like last home game was in 2011. 2011. Yep. Yeah, 28-20, 28-14 loss for the Hoos. That's if I remember. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was uh, that was the game after UVA beat Georgia Tech, or like very soon after that, and they like completely laid an egg when everybody thought they were going to win. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tob was still their coach. I just remember being very hangry. Um, all right, uh, so this is the the bye week. Oh wait, I need to get my score. Ha! Uh, I also have NC State win this game, 27-21. I, I kind of came down in the sense of, um, I, I just think that at this point in the season, a lot of things come down to talent. I think Virginia has enough to to to. I do think Virginia has enough to win this game. I, I don't know if they if the Cavaliers have enough for me to pick them to win this game. Um, NC State is still pretty talented. I, I I I'm not a big Dorn fan, but I, I do think that uh, he's got pretty good players. And t- generally speaking, um, you know, I, I I don't hate their game plans when I do watch State. Um, I just especially defensively. Um, so I just I, I'm not real sure what to make of him as a coach, but. At the end of the day, I, I just think they're more talented. And, and I think this is a tough game for UVA to, to win on the road. Um, but that takes them into the bye week. Um, they will get two weeks to prepare for Miami at home. Um, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out first on this one. Look, I'm not saying that Miami is going to be bad. I'm just saying Virginia's winning the game. Um, I don't know what it was about that game last year. I don't know if Miami was just at doing Miami things and taking the day off or or Virginia just had, you know, a really good scout on them or what. But I I, I don't know, man. I I, I think that that's going to be a, a lot of motivation for the Cavaliers, and I think they go into this one um, really excited to 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 get a win. And, and I think coming off of a bye week, this is the, the perfect opportunity for it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have Virginia winning this game in an upset um, after coming off that NC State loss. And um, for me, would it be two losses in a row, uh, both the state and Louisville. Um, so I'd have UVA winning that one, uh, 28 to 20. Um, Dave, let's go back to you. Miami pretender or contender to you. And, and how do you see this kind of thing playing out? I, I see them as a big time contender, even though I'm not a big, like Mark Rick year two, you, you do run into issues when, when a team starts to have success. Like, you know, how do you, how do you control that? But they got, there's so much, they're so talented, man. I mean, so many players on the roster returning, so many new guys coming in. I think the one thing Virginia's got going for them is the bye week, time to prep. Um, as you said, the the success they had against them last year, even though they ended up losing by 16, I mean, Virginia had them on the ropes. Um, and Miami's playing, is hosting Florida State the week before. Um, so, you know, that is a nice little nugget. Yeah. So that that's. That's all fine and dandy. I just look. I'm trying to separate 
when I think of Virginia playing Miami, I, I think Miami is a team Virginia's had success with historically against historically, even when they weren't having great seasons. But you know, that it's two different coaches, two different times. Even me as a homer couldn't pick Virginia to win this game, even though I don't think it's out of the like I would not be shocked walking out of Scott Stevens. Right, right, right. I'd be inebriated and very happy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got Virginia losing this one, thirty-eight to twenty-one. I didn't couldn't leave myself any doubt there. I didn't want to flip it on the on the podcast. So, all right, for I believe what, you've got Virginia with a better record than me right now, Brian. All right, let's see. Hold on, I've got Virginia at one, two, three. Four and two. You've got Virginia. Uh, one, two. two, three, yeah, four, four two. and two. Yeah, okay. What are you? What are you? The sunny side optimist or whatever? <laughs> no, it's the agent of optimism. Yeah. That's, what, oh, okay. that's what Matt called me in that SCL piece. The yeah. agent of optimism. Let me just uh, throw some water on the fire. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, I actually kind of split the difference here. I think that this game will play out similarly to the last one when they played against Miami, where they, I think Miami's going to come in. Um, I don't know if they're going to be undefeated. LSU is going to be tough in the opener, but if they win that game, I think they will be. Um, and if that happens, I think UVA playing them close will be kind of considered an upset, but by a lot of people like, Oh, look what's going on again with UVA Miami. Um, I think this is one to watch, uh, for sure for Miami. Uh, I think that UVA feels confident playing against them. Like Dave said, they've had some success against them in the past, not as much with this group of players, but, I don't. I feel like Miami is one of those teams that they are very talented now, but they're not a team that teams are scared to play against, like they probably were in the '90s, you know, or early 2000s. It's not like that. It's not like playing against Clemson. Um, I, I think that UVA can play them pretty tough. I will go with Miami in this game, and I do think that they are contenders. Um, you know, I was just going through who they bring back, and I was like, that guy's back, and that guy's back, and that guy's back. Um, they just, you know, they lost a bunch of guys to the NFL. It doesn't matter. They have a ton of talent on that roster. And now Mark Rick, I think, is bringing a little bit more consistency, discipline, whatever you want to call it, to that program where they're not so all over the place. You know, you don't know if they're going to show up. Obviously, they had some struggles down the stretch. And I think that UVA game might have been the start of that, you know, the cracks in the foundation after they, I think they blew out Notre Dame or somebody the week before. And then the UVA game, they kind of scrape by. And, and if you go back and watch that game like I did a couple months ago, they could have easily lost. I mean, a couple of things go differently. That game is a, a loss. They could they could have lost by 10. Um, but, you know, they didn't. So I, I think that this team will be good again, pretty much like the team last year. And, and I think that they'll come into Charlottesville and win one. I have it uh, 31-21 Canes. All right. So let's see. To, so what four and two four and two and then Ferber's at three and three so we're we're all sort of in the ballpark right um halfway right. through the schedule halfway through the schedule duke the next week october 20th in durham mighty wallace wade stadium and it's revamped um situation and weird press box bathrooms that have actual devils uh on the on the little um placards which is always interesting to me um this is going to be weird, but I, I think Duke's going to be pretty good. And I have no, I mean, I know Ferber hates Daniel Jones, um, but I, I just think like, I, I don't know. I have a, I have this feeling that like Virginia's played Duke pretty well. And it's going to, I just, I, this is the game that's going to be the, what the world happened kind of, kind of scenario for UVA. 
I'll wait to get my number, but Dave, we'll start with you. What what are your what's your general feeling uh, on this one against the Blue Devils? Uh, I mean, Broncos got Cutcliffe's number, man. What you, <laughs> the, the defense just matches up well with them. Um, I, I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy. Maybe this would be the year he proves me wrong. I just I don't think he's accurate enough to to play in Cutcliffe's offense. Um, you know, he's got hit or miss accuracy he'll go 10 passes in a row look great and he'll throw three terrible throws and they usually end up in the other team's hands um and duke will be coming off the uh the dreaded playing georgia tech the week before um i've got virginia winning this one 21 to 20 just because i think you know we, we talk about confidence with the team i think you know duke's a team this this team believes they can win and that's half the ball game yeah, I mean, look, I I don't disagree. I I just feel like at some point every season, every team, even when they're good, has a game where things just seem really weird. And I, as the more I looked at the schedule and I started playing things out week to week to week, it just feels like this is the game where like just crazy stuff happens. Um, and and I'm not sure if it's if it's UVA and Duke specifically or what, but uh, it, I don't know. It just feels like it's if I had them beat Miami, I could see me picking Duke to win this game. Mm, sure, that's fair. I think that's part of my situation too. Is it like you're, you're coming off that Miami win and you know, probably there are a lot of people talking about it and it just kind of, this, this feels like a very UVA sort of result, which is not to say anything negative about the players. I think that's just human nature. Um, and I do think Duke will be uh, in a good spot coming into it. Ferber, how, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I, I noticed that same thing that Dave did that they played Georgia tech the week before. And uh, I was kind of like, Oh, that, that could be a, a an X factor of sorts. Um, you know, so right now I have UVA coming off back-to-back losses. So the mindset for me, I mean, they're they're not overlooking Duke at this point. I don't think in my series of events because they need a win. Um, I think that Duke will be pretty good, like you said. Even last year, I mean, it looked like they were going to be really bad. They ended up making a bowl and winning it. So their threshold for mediocrity or whatever you want to call it is about where UVA's is, if not higher. Um, like they can have a six and six season and it's pretty ho-hum for them now. I mean, this that's where they are. And that's a credit to their coaching staff. Um, I don't hate Daniel Jones. I just, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think he should be up for the Heisman, you know. We, just all, we have to have a running joke. All right. And yeah. right now the running joke is that you hate him. And for some unknown reason, which we well, haven't yet. Well, if you watch the last two games he played against UVA, I feel pretty vindicated. Um, See, and but, then you uh, say you don't hate him, and then you say things like that, which I'm not like rooting against the guy. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's a good kid. It's just you know, everybody's. I love how frazzled you get when we when we joke about you hating him, and then you have to like yeah. try to pretend like you don't hate no, him. And you, you know, hate I just him. I saw a lot of tweets out there. You clearly the beginning hate him. of the season, during the season, people were making shirts. Daniel Jones for Heisman shirts. They were making shirts. Oh yeah, I'll, oh, wow. I'll, I'll link it on the on that. the thread. Yeah, there were there were shirts and uh, and a lot of just like this is the best quarterback in the ACC. And I, I thought a lot of that was reputation and not actually people looking at what he's done in games. Um, anyway, that that's all beside the point. I, I do think, like Dave said, I think that UVA's defense matches up pretty well with them because they can get after the quarterback with the exotic stuff, and he's a statue back there. Unlike most of the guys that they're going to play up to this point. I mean, if you look at their schedule, assuming Dawson plays, I think he would be the least mobile quarterback that they've seen through the first seven games. I mean, Jones. Um, Finley. Sorry? Finley. Yeah, Finley, Finley, can, Finley can get out and move a little bit, though. I mean, he's not – Daniel Jones is a tall statue. Yeah. Um, he just stands back there. Um, 
And as Charles Dude's like going to get like three sacks, right? Yeah, he's available. Um, anyway, I have UVA winning 24-21, but like, like you, Brad, I don't feel real confident about it because it's on the road. But uh, when we get to the end of the schedule, I'll kind of explain my thought process with this game and another game. Um, I have him winning this one, but uh, I think it's pretty much like the Indiana game, kind of a toss-up. Now, the one game I felt comfortable about as we went through this, did I get my number yet for this? I didn't, did I? Did I? Did I get my number? I don't know. 33-24, Duke. I just feel like it's going to be a weird game. All right. Carolina the next week, uh, back in Charlottesville. Um, This is the one game, other than maybe Liberty, where I just felt really good. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Chapel Hill because I feel like Carolina has recruited pretty well. The wheels have have just come off of Redora. I mean, the the, um, what's the saying about the... um, the such and such on the rose. Gosh, you really shouldn't bring things up out loud until you know what they are. Anyway, um, the, the, whatever's going on at Chapel Hill, at least in terms of the team, I wonder if this will be a game that when we get to like, you know, Monday's press conference before this one, I'm not going to be sitting there going, man, I can't believe I thought Carolina was going to be this bad, but I kind of feel like Carolina is going to be bad. And I kind of feel like Carolina might be the Virginia of, of the coastal this year. Uh, again, and, and it just, I don't know. I, I don't think it, you know, you can't predict injuries and they're not going to go on another rash like they had last year. I just, I just don't know. I don't know what has happened with Fedora. I, I don't understand, um, how they've gotten to be, um, where they are. Um, but I know that I like Virginia's talent a lot better than I like Carolina's. Um, and I certainly, I'm not nearly as enamored with Fedora's system as I was, you know, several years ago. Uh, Ferber, let's go back and we'll start with you. What's your general feeling on, on this game and, and how do you see it playing out? Well, I mean, I don't think North Carolina is going to be as banged up as they were last year when UVA played them. Um, I mean, the injury report, which we don't get anymore. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, it was like a newspaper. I mean, it was like unbelievably long, including a lot of starters. So I don't think they'll be that banged up. They do bring a bunch of guys back. Um Ratliff Williams, the one round receiver, he's, he's good. Uh, I don't know what they have at quarterback, though. Uh, it seems like they're kind of having a competition. And yeah. um, and, and they're going to be missing dudes sporadically through the season because of the whole Jordan Shoes debacle. Yeah. I kind of think, like you, that that the wheels might be falling off for that program a little bit. Um, they're kind of like – I don't – this is almost disparaging Miami, but I almost feel like they're the new Miami where it's like you never know what story is going to come out of that program. You never know what team's going to show up. Um, the coach is kind of insane. Um, I mean, the, the schemes he run, they work. I mean, they're good schemes, but um, I kind of think that they, they might end up finishing last in the Coastal this year. Uh, if this game was on the road, I might be a little bit more skeptical, but I do think UVA can take care of business in this one. I've been winning 28-20 at home. 28-20. to 20. Dave, what about you? Yeah, Carolina, weird. I mean – I think in a in a vacuum, like if Virginia were to play Carolina first game, I wouldn't. I, I don't know which way I'd go, quite frankly, because I don't know what Carolina is. I don't. I don't think you can take a lot of what you saw last year to be what they really are. I also think you know Fedora's system, his tempo, and first of all, more teams are doing it, so more teams have weeks of practicing against it, so it doesn't catch you as off guard as it did several years, you know, a few years ago. Um, and the refs are a little more deliberate spotting the ball now, so you can't get quite the same tempo you could three or four years ago. But when you look at this Carolina team's schedule and where they're going to be when you play them, like I don't know how Carolina's better than two and five going into that game. I mean, they open at Cal. This, they're a five-point dog in that game. 
they play at East Carolina. It doesn't really matter how good East Carolina is. They've got, you know, UNC coming there. Then they've got, you know, UCF defending national champions. Um, Pittsburgh <laughs> should beat them. I like how you just casually threw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've got Pittsburgh who should should be able to handle them. Um, they're at Miami. Then they've got Virginia Tech. And then they go to Syracuse. So the only, like, games they may win, you know, would be East Carolina and, and um, yeah, Virginia Tech. East Carolina and Syracuse. So two and five, three and four, they're looking. If they're two and five, given what they had last year, and given the fact that I don't think Fedora is a big culture setting guy, I think that's a nice way to put it. This team could be in shambles by the time we, you know, by the time they roll into Charlottesville in late October. Um, for that reason, and because I think Virginia could beat them without all that stuff, um, I think they're pretty evenly matched, and it comes down to home field. And um, but I've got Virginia kind of taking them to the woodshed to make up for the for the years of losing to Carolina here, um, thirty-eight to eighteen UVA. Thirty-eight, 38 to eighteen, huh? Here I was thinking I was going to be the one who was going to be breaking some things out of the woodshed. I got at forty-one seventeen. Who's? I just I don't know, man. Like I just feel like this is a nice bounce back game for UVA. In my in my version of reality, they they just kind of gone to Durham and and they're come home licking their wounds. They're chomping at the bit to play this game, and 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 I feel like it. Um, I feel like it goes their way. Now Pittsburgh comes to town. Uh, on the following Friday, uh, 7.30 p.m. game, going to be on ESPN2, um, the first of two Friday games for the Cavaliers in, in the 2018 season. Um, Pittsburgh is a weird team for me, too, and I, and I feel like that's sort of my through line with this season is like, I, I wonder if if I went back and talked to August Brad every year if I'd feel like there were a bunch of weird teams. But I just don't remember this many weird teams. Like I don't know what to make of Louisville. I don't know really what to make of 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 NC state. I feel like Duke's going to be pretty good. I think Miami's going to be really good, even if though I pick Virginia to beat them just because I think it's a perfect, you know, sort of upset situation. Carolina, I think is going to be pretty bad. I don't know what to make a pit. Like um, the Panthers to me, like I, I feel like they run good stuff. I feel like they're well coached. Um, I, I don't, I don't have a real good feel for, um, for anything in this game that would make me think UVA would win it other than it being at home in a night game. And there's a lot of energy in the stadium and that kind of thing. Ferber, let's go back to you. When you looked at this matchup, was this, was this a tougher one for you? Was it easier? And and what did you come up with? Yeah, this might be the toughest one for me. Um, my, my first thought was when that was my gut thought. Right. And then I was like, well, I thought that last year and they lost. I thought that the year before, and they lost. So, Narduzzi, obviously a good coach. They always have good DBs. Their defense is always legit. UVA's really struggled against their their defense. I mean, they had that one good first half, but a lot of that was propelled by special teams. Um, the, the offense, again, is kind of an unknown, but they usually find a way to get it done with a run. Um, their quarterback situation has kind of been in flux over the last couple of years since uh, Nathan Peterman. Sojourned to the NFL. Um, talk about teams with a tough schedule. Uh, they go, they play Penn State, then Georgia Tech, then they go to North Carolina, and then they go to defending national champ UCF, and then they have Syracuse, and then they go to Notre Dame, and then have Duke before they come to UVA on a short week. Um, I kind of think that cumulative effect of having a bunch of good games uh, might catch up with them. Uh, I think UVA getting them at home at night 
in my scenario, they're, they're at least competitive, um, you know, with a decent record. I, I, I'm going to go with UVA in a close win here, but I feel very sketchy about it. Um, I actually have a 24-23 UVA, but um, I don't know what this pit team is. I mean, this is one where I'm like, ask me again in four weeks because yeah, <laughs> I'll have yeah. a much better answer for you. This then. is the one mulligan. I feel like we should all be able, you, you, you feel like in a, in a prediction podcast when you're going to be, you know, months, months forward, you should feel like you should get one like, hey, let, check back with me. Mm-hmm. And this one feels like it. Um, I have it 27-20 pit mainly because to Ferber's point about playing a bunch of good teams and there's a cumulative effect. I actually kind of feel like sometimes when you face really good pitch and you become a good hitter. Um, I just feel like Virginia is going to run into a team that has played really good teams and, and, and therefore is ready for this sort of challenge. Um, I also think that there's going to be some ebbs and flows with this Virginia team. Um, and I kind of wonder if Narduzzi isn't the sort of defensive guy, um, who can sort of crack the, um, the, the Bryce Perkins, um, um, nut, so to speak. So I, I feel like I'm like Ferber. I, I, I would feel much more comfortable about this if today was, you know, September um, 22nd instead of August 22nd. But ultimately, I, I've got Pitt winning it. And, and I don't think that has as much to do with UVA as I do. I, I, just the, the sort of uh, yo-yoing that I'm sure Pitt's going to do a little bit this year. Dave, what are, what are you thinking? I'm, th- I'm thinking this is our ninth game of the year, right? Like, I would say other than Miami, we could argue about, but the other eight games are all winnable, right? I mean, I would say so. Miami is probably, you could argue Miami is winnable too, just because of the history. So that's crazy to me to start with. because it. Has yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. It's been a long but that also, time. That you've been that's also that. a byproduct of, of not having an out-conference schedule that's like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and and the downside of that is, you know, if, if you lose to one of these out-of-conference teams that aren't terrible, like Indiana or Ohio, what does it do to your fragile fan base? Um, anyway, getting back to Pitt, I I don't know. I mean, they're a team who I think they're, they're kind of like NC State. They're physical at the point of attack. They don't mind running the ball a lot. Um, you know, three four, even with a healthy defensive line, you know, unless you've got a dominant defensive line, um, you know, you're you're susceptible to a team that's willing to take three or four yards a chunk. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. Like I, this is another game I had circled to kind of play around. Ultimately, I ended up picking Pitt to win this one, twenty-four to twenty. Um, but with it being Friday night and Pitt having to be the away, t- you know, travel during the school year, as opposed to over the like the Thanksgiving break to play a Friday, I think that is an advantage for Virginia. If Virginia six and two, as I have them right now, that's going to be a pretty fired up stadium on a Friday night. Um, but I've, I've just got to. I can't have Virginia seven and two at this point, so I went ahead and leaned towards Pittsburgh in a coin flip game. All right, so at this point, I have Virginia at one, two, three, four, five, and two. Wait, wait no, that's not right. No, one, two, three, four, five, and one, two, three, four. Okay. Five and four. All right, five and four. Dave's at six and six. Six and three, and then Ferber, you're at one, two. Gosh, my, I really have horrible handwriting. One, two, three, four, five, six. Wow, Ferber, Ferber, <laughs> look at you. you. You got Virginia one, six and three. One, two, three. Yeah, you got Virginia six and three. At this point, one, two, three, four, five, six. Right? No, I have five wins. Where you got wins over 
Richmond, Richmond Louisville, Duke, Ohio, UNC, or do, wait, Ohio, Louisville. Yeah, you picked them to beat Ohio. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I have them in six wins. How about that? Yeah. Hey, we're going bowling. Just crazy to me. Okay. Um, how much time do we need to spend on Liberty? I mean, I'm not saying they're like, they're not like, they're not like horrible, horrible, but I mean, at this point, like I, I feel like if we're 50 minutes into a podcast, into a podcast, I, if, if Virginia's going to lose this game, then we just need to, you know, like we're going to predict Virginia lose this game at this point in the season. So let me just ask as a blanket, Ferber, do you have Virginia winning this game? Yes. Dave, do you have, do you have Virginia winning this game? Yes. Happy November right. win. <laughs> been a long time. All right. Uh, Dave, what's your number? 31 to 14. And hopefully fans are there for that senior day. Yeah. What about you, Ferber? I have 35, 17. I had uh, 38 to 13. Um, so, all right. Georgia tech, Virginia tech to close out the season. First in Atlanta, the 17th of November. Um, again, weird team. Not sure what to make of this one. Like, Feel like PJ has some good pieces. Feel like uh, I like his running backs. Um, I, I I just don't know, Dave. What do you think of Georgia Tech? I think just looking at the the way they do things, this is the year they might be competing with Miami to win the Coastal. Um, they, they seem to, you know, every few years they pop up. Um, I, I like the way Virginia matches up with them, and uh, no no offense to Liberty, but. You know, Virginia's got pretty favorable week there to to game plan, and this is where that whole, you know, I think a team like Georgia Tech is a is a team you use that new four game rule to your advantage, and you're you're spending a lot of time with a couple of guys who've got one game left to play and game planning them to play against the option. Um, so I think it's a game Virginia can win, especially Georgia Tech will have played Miami the week before, um, so you know what, what whatever that does. But I've already got Virginia seven and three, and I don't want to be too greedy because you guys know what I have to do in the last game. So <laughs> I've got I've got Virginia losing this one twenty one to twenty four um, against what I expect will be a very good Georgia Tech team. You say twenty four twenty one? Yes, loss. You, I like how you did it in reverse and and tried to mess with my brain. Um, I just feel like a team that is as thin on the defensive line uh, and also just got boat raced in the um, military bowl against an option team. It's just hard for me, I think, to wrap my brain around predicting predicting Virginia to win this. That being said, like at this point in the season, if if injuries aren't a thing and the defensive line, I'd be like, you, you sort of feel like you should know who they are. Um, getting ready for them today's point, uh, you know, after Liberty would, is an interesting little wrinkle. Um, I would feel much better if you had the extra bye week. I, I think that's sometimes overblown, but I just think for this specific team, given the defensive line depth issues, you know, that would, that would give Broncos some extra time to not just, not just, uh, to, to work on the, um, on the option, but also maybe to think outside the box a little bit. Um, but ultimately I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get there. Um, so I, I've got Georgia tech winning it, uh, 28 to, um, 17. I, I just, I, I just feel like this is not a good year for Virginia to try to defend the option. And so if they try to get to the military bowl, uh, in the postseason to play Navy, don't do it. Uh, Ferber, what what what's uh, what's your prediction on this one? Yeah, I don't really have much to say other than what you just said. I mean, I think the defensive line depth uh, comes back to haunt them here. Um, I think Georgia Tech has a big day on the ground um, after having a weird game in Charlottesville last year where they ended up throwing the ball a bunch. Um, 
I think this game is going to be a shootout, though, kind of like last year's. Um, I have 35-28 Georgia Tech. And it all comes down to this. All right, so before we move to Virginia Tech, like Broncos, a pretty prideful guy, and defending the option is something he's big on. So I wouldn't be blown away if Virginia just comes out and does, you know, is amazing against the option in this game. And but I still can't pick him to win. (laughs) I still can't pick him to win. All right, am I right in 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 my? We all have Virginia bowling at this point, correct? Um, one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, yeah, Ferber's got him with seven wins. All right, so the the Tech game to end the season uh, on Friday, November the twenty third. <sighs> Dave, let's just start with you because we know where you're going, and we're just going to let you go there. Um, talk to me about this Tech team and why you think this is the year Virginia breaks the streak. I mean, do I have to? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you do. That's that's the way this whole I mean, podcast thing works, Dave. I mean, Mike Vick could be playing quarterback, and I'm going to pick them to, to lose to us. It's just the way it's going to be. Um, look, I, I think Virginia Tech ranked 20 to start the season is, I, I won't call it laughable, but it's pretty close to laughable to me. It just It's a vote based on, on history. It's like Tony, you know, it's almost like what we're starting to see with Virginia basketball, um, what we hope to continue to see 10 years down the road. But you lost a lot of pieces. Bud Foster's, yeah, he, he's a really good defense coordinator. Um, but they're replacing so much uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And like it or not, that's what's won them games the last couple of years. Like the offense has shown bits and pieces of of you know of, of performance with Fuente, but they haven't shown the big leap that everyone was hoping they had. Um, and we're due. I mean, I'm not going to bad, bad badmouth them. They've got pieces, and at this point, their their defense won't be immature anymore. They'll be they'll be 12 games in. If there was every year, I wish we'd play Virginia Tech earlier. This would probably be it. Um, although I do think Virginia has potential to be much better at this point in the year as well. I, I just don't think Virginia Tech's the juggernaut they are you know, when their defense isn't returning. You know, several guys that can then wreak havoc. That's when they tend to have issues. Um, their offense kind of comes and goes, but it's been their defense has been consistent. And I think this is going to be one of their poorer defenses. Um, whether they're still poor at this point in the season, I can't I can't say. Uh, that said, I've got Virginia winning this one 17 to 16, just like every year. <laughs> Do you always wait? You always pick it 17 to 16? Or you just always have Virginia? I think I picked that, that exact score last year, to be honest with you, but I don't think well, you, didn't, you weren't that, that far off. Um I think I'm going to go next because I feel I feel like Ferber might say the thing I'm going to say, and I would rather look smart because, um, you know, sometimes I'm clueless. Um, so ha, tell me a time when Virginia Tech has had as tumultuous an offseason as the Hokies had this year. And even today's point that by this point in the season, clearly Bud will have figured out a lot of things with defense. And that's not – that doesn't necessarily mean that um, – that they're going to be as good as they've been, or even that they can't be good uh, because they've had some offseason issues or that they've had a lot of question marks. But I just feel like for the first time since this streak started, Virginia has a bona fide dual threat quarterback and, and an offense that will, that, that the type of st- the style of offense that has given Bud issues in the past. And I also feel like 
offensively, whereas I think Tech's line is going to be better than the, than it has been in the last maybe year or two. I also I feel like they don't they just don't have as many weapons offensively um, as they have had, and I feel like that if you look at if you think about how close that game was last year, I do think this Virginia team is better than that one last year. Even losing Quinn, even losing uh, Micah, who we know was hurt for most of the year, even losing Drew and Kurt, like I still think this team is better. I think it's more talented, and and I think this is the game, um, this is the kind of matchup that Virginia wants with tech because you have the dual threat quarterback and you're in a position to really, um, to make tech, to take away some of the advantages that tech's defense has at times. Um, and I, this is also a game I think where Zacchaeus and, and, and Tavares Kelly go crazy. Um, so I actually have Virginia winning this one ending the streak, um, much to the, sh- uh, to the happiness of people on my message board and the chagrin of others. Um, I've got it close though. I've got it 20 to 17. Um, I, I think it, it, it'll be a, an interesting matchup. Um, and uh, I think the Cavaliers win it. Uh, Ferber, take us home. What, how, how are you seeing the, the, the season finale go? Uh, quick question. Uh, is Bud Foster still Tech's um, defensive coordinator? I, I mean, unless he, unless he, he, yeah, uh, I mean, we don't know what will happen between now and then. Uh, well, if he is, then UVA is losing 20 to seven. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that's your whole basis is just that Bud is alive and still coaching the team, huh? Well, I mean, they've given up exactly. Zero points to starting off or with their starting defense to UVA in the last two years. So I don't see that changing dramatically regardless of personnel because every year we talk about guys, they lose and they end up still being good. So on defense, um, I do think that they will be a little bit down from where they've been in the past. Um, If things go the way that, that I have them going, UVA has trended up over the last two years and they have trended down. So not all bad news for UVA fans. But I'm not going to go ahead and pick UVA to go win in Blacksburg when they haven't scored a legitimate point against them in three years. See, well, here's the my thing: Virginia started a dual threat against them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Vic yeah. Hall. Yeah, and they almost, and they would have won that game. David if, Watford, if they let him no, he, he doesn't count. Wait, Sewell? <laughs> what year was Sewell? Seven. That was that was the year that UVA got ran off the field with Tyra okay. Taylor. So, but here, okay, but that's my point. And also, can we we haven't mentioned at all the whole like beat tech thing? Like they they are focused on this game. I I'm not saying that simply focusing on it will change it. And we we talked about that ad nauseum. I just I I don't know, man. I don't think that I'm gonna go out and say that just because an offense that was completely different didn't do this against Bud, when this is the type of offense that he struggles against, and they've got kids that can run it. I I, I don't know, man. Like that's a that's a heck of a take. Uh, and may you might prove to be right. They might not be able to put up any points against it, but. I mean, of all the years to just to say that the past is predicate here, I, I just don't know if this is the one, yeah, uh, considering all the offensive changes. To you know, not just the Bud Foster thing. I think what Virginia does have going against them in this game, even though I've still picked them to win, is they're coming off playing at Georgia Tech. They turn around, you know, yeah, yeah. I thought about that trip too. to Virginia Tech, um, yeah. over you know over the Thanksgiving. So that that's a tough one too. But you know, this that's what they've been playing for all season. And Virginia right. seven and four, as I have them going into that game, you know they're going to be pretty fired up. And I don't know what Virginia Tech's going to be, and not that it really matters. Um, it, it'll be fun. I mean, look, look, I will not be shocked if Virginia loses forty to nothing, but I'm picking them to win. I, yeah, I don't think they're going to get like run off the field. I just think that we've seen, regardless of personnel yeah. and strategy, some very bad, some okay. The tech doesn't 
I mean, when's the last time UVA broke 20 against them? Like more than 20 points. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Take me down. Dark Hold on. lane, man. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? What do you want again? Last time Virginia La- scored more last than time 20. Last time Virginia scored 20 points against Virginia. More than, more than 20 because I know they more scored 20, 20 a couple years ago. Uh, Three years let's ago. Let's see. In uh, 2014 and 2015, they both scored, tw- they scored 20 in each of those. Before mm-hmm. that, 21. In, in 2007, and then they before that they scored 35 in 2003. In the win, I mean yeah. one, yeah, yeah. So 2007 is the answer. Three touchdowns. Was Bud Foster the the defense coordinator <laughs> when, when when Virginia put 35 on the board at, in 2003? Yeah, he was, and he was also the defensive coordinator since. <laughs> I mean, did they have I, a dual threat quarterback? <laughs> UVA's, UVA's offense was UVA's offense was not bad last year. I mean, they were they definitely struggled at times. Um, Sometimes but they were mightily. one-dimensional, though. Yeah, but I and mean, the dude like, can't. And Kurt love God love him, but he doesn't move that great. Here's and my he, thing. And, yeah, I mean, the other thing with Tech is, I think Virginia could have won the game last year with with the team, you know, with an offense that wasn't moving the ball hardly. With if not for that fumble, it's probably a three nothing game. If Mejia had missed the field goal at the end of the first half, it's three three. That game might go to overtime. And wouldn't this be a more fun conversation talking about how we beat them last year? But um, Tech should be worse defensively. I don't know that Tech's much better offensively, and I'm expecting Virginia to be better offensively. Yeah, not only in points. I, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. But you're I, right, Jess. I mean, you'd be right 14 years in a row, right? <laughs> it, 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 it's like this for me. I, I I don't know if I can tell you that I expect Virginia to be better offensively. I expect the Cavaliers to be more consistent, and to me, that does equal better, especially when you're playing against. This defense, I, I just, I, I, I can't, I don't know, man. I, I watched ECU beat Tech and make Bud Foster look like, you know, regular old Joe Blow defensive coordinator. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do it every year, but the idea that simply Bud walks in the door and Virginia doesn't score a point is just hard. It's just real hard for me. This specific. I, I think the problem for Virginia, it, to Justin's point, and yeah, I mean, like they a walk lot of in wearing a Virginia helmet, not ECU. Yeah, you know. like ECU had beat them with one-dimensional quarterbacks. They don't have running quarterbacks. That's not the point. The point is they have a way to get fired up for this game that isn't like hard for them to do. And he's a great defensive coordinator that has figured out a way by game 12 to neutralize whatever they're doing. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not saying they can't win the game, but I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say like, well, if they have a quarterback that can run, that changes everything because they've beaten running quarterbacks too. Like I, I'm, I'm just not. I, I, I you know, you're I can sit here and say like this is going to believe it. Yeah, you're this is going to be different. It. But it's like they're not. It's not just that they're losing. They're not scoring. Like they had the the twenty points back to back. Those are two of the worst tech teams that we've seen in the bowl streak that they had. UVA still couldn't break twenty points. Once I guess I'm still not. I, I guess you're drawing these parallels from year to year. Uh, with Virginia's offense in a way that I just, I, I, can't, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm but just, it's from year to year to year to year to year to year to year. I can't, year. but but even so, the way that this, but but there's been coaching changes and different coordinators and like, yes, Bud is the one constant, and I'm not trying to take away from his his acumen or, or I'm not trying to impugn his his ability as a coordinator here. I'm just saying that like, you're, it's like saying that like, all of those teams that 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 were Carolina teams that didn't win in Charlottesville 
they were all doomed just because they were going to Charlottesville. Like they had different coaches and different players and different schemes and they just didn't win. Like the, the, the location was not the reason the location was just the trivia question. And like, I'm not saying that Bud isn't a part of the reason why Virginia tech is dominated UVA. I'm just saying that like, it's, it's, it's hard for me to get on board with the idea that like, there's this connection between these offenses that otherwise are just not connected. Like they had, they had, like a turnstile at quarterback, right? They had a they had no identity at on offense for years, right? And even the identity they had, they weren't even good at it. And now I do think running quarterbacks are the kryptonite to Tech's defense. And I've seen too many teams have that had running quarterbacks, you know, in some sort of dual threat style who gave Tech fits and or beat them. I I don't know, man. You're I I can't argue with the with results, and I certainly I'm not going to try to sit here and say that Bud Foster isn't good at his job, you know. And I'm and I'm not even going to try to argue that like Tech's at some sort of defensive deficiency in terms of talent level. I I just think that the that connecting those dots and just being like so like that's the thing. Like, oh, Bud Foster's still the defensive coordinator. Virginia can't score. I mean, I don't know, man. That's hard for me, but yet. The, the, the proof will be in the pudding. I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I guess it's if you look at it from the standpoint of what's more likely, it's probably like more likely that, that UVA struggles because that's been a thing. But I, I the, the, to, to give the reason for it, I, I don't know. That's that's tough for me. Uh, that's tough. It is. And, you know, there's also the history thing. Like, think about just last year's game. Don't go back in history. But, you know, the misfield goal, the sharp fumble, which is basically the ball game, um, and then Thornhill's interception where he got tripped yeah. up, like should have been pick six. I mean, or Dowling's little, reception that was ruled. Uh, yeah. Incomplete. I mean, incomplete. There, there's so much that's there, but that's what happens. That's like, you know, not to go back to basketball, but that's, that's what, you know, winning teams make it happen. Um, so that's what Virginia's got to overcome, but this is the year they do it. 17 to 16. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you brought up basketball. It's like uh, Virginia just never won in Cameron. And then they did was, what was the magic behind that? Dude just made more shots and got Justin more stops. And I mean, yeah, that's right. Ferber was there. Yeah, Ferber was there, and I wasn't. <laughs> so maybe that's the trick. Maybe I, uh, I, although I have been to Virginia, Virginia Tech games where Virginia won. So just don't at me, okay? Don't email me. I'm going to the game. Sorry. Um, but I look, we got some some actual uh, uh, discussion and uh, conflict um, at the end, which I I'm always a, a fan of on the on the prediction podcast. Uh, Ferber being usually being right probably means Virginia's going to lose. So sorry about that, guys. Um, anything else? I do have them seven and five, though. That's true. Everybody's got them bowling, so that's true. Going back to a bowl game, um, always good. Uh, me and Ferber both have them seven and five. Dave has them eight and four because, of course, he does. Um, anybody else got anything else for the good of the order before we wrap up? No, I was going to ask. Um, like we're kind of hinted at. It. I mean, when you look at the schedule. Like there, there is a lot of winnable games on there. I don't think we all agreed on a single loss this year. Um, so if Virginia sitting ten and two at the end of this year, what went right? Ooh, uh, Bryce Perkins. I mean, that's the easy explanation. The other yeah. one is that the de- the defensive line was not nearly as big a deal as we thought it was, and the the back eight was even better than we thought they were. And some luck. So, so, so you're saying there's a chance? Yeah. Well, and also too, like. I mean, I, look, I, the more I think about Tavares Kelly in this specific offense with Zacchaeus with him, dude, I, you can do some damage with that. 
Now, whether whether they 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 leverage the two of them against each other with Perkins and read options and stuff, like that remains to be seen. But man, I I'm just saying that's a lot. That's a nice that's a nice set of pieces. Like if I was if I was the if I was trying to put together a team like whatever, like that's that's a nice set of of uh, of tools. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it would have to be a couple of players just playing way over what the expectations are, including quarterback. I mean, he would have to be not just like a pleasant surprise, but he'd have to be a oh, an all ACC player. I mean, he'd have to be the best ACC quarterback, probably. Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes back to where I, I was kind of hinting that I'm really optimistic about this team. Um, obviously, if Perkins comes out in this next Lamar Jackson, and you know that that, that helps. Um, the defensive line stays healthy and it's an emergence that helps. But for me, it's, it's simple. It, like it can be simpler. If you think back to last year's defense, like you, you had Quinn, you had, you had Kaiser and then and Brown had some good games and they became, the defense was more physical last year than they were year, the year before, but there was still some of that like acting physical when they weren't there yet. They didn't know the defense well enough. They weren't as big as they are. I think across the board, even with the issues on the defensive line, this team is more physical. If you look at who's going to be starting, if you compare the starting 11 to the starting 11 last year, you've got more size, you've got more physicality, you've got more familiarity with the defense. Um, so that gives you more vis- versatility. Um, looking at the defensive line alone, maybe it's preseason awesomeness disease, but I kind of think where you can argue that we are making too much of what we lost and who they were and where they were in the program compared to production on the field. Um, Stephen Wright and all those guys that have left, like, like they played some, but they weren't, they weren't yeah, putting that, up that, huge numbers, right. right? There's like some sort so, of potential. There's like a potential question mark that you, yeah, you, you I, apply, I would say by the end of the season, to... Mandy Alonzo was yeah. There was a reason why, you know, there was a reason why he wasn't, those guys weren't starting later in the year. So so I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that even, you know, if you get, you know, Bernie's kind of the question mark to me. I think Mandy's proven he can, he's got potential. Eli's, Eli's the the guy you need to stay healthy all year. Although you need them all to stay healthy. But if you can get some production out of a guy like, um, a guy like Redman, a guy like, uh, I can't pronounce his name right now. Found Louie, um, or from Pete or Thompson, if he comes, then the defensive line is not as big of an issue. And then offensively, like, you know, Justin alluded to it earlier. I went back and watched all the games from last year because I kind of get how this team won six games last year is mind blowing when you go back and watch the games. I mean, you're talking about an offense that averaged 22 points a game. And they won That's six. That's because when they were good, they were good. And when they were bad, they were really bad. Yeah. They were so hit or miss. Like, so I do expect this offense to be more consistent and because, you know, you're playing to uh, – I don't know what Perkins is. He hadn't played in a while. Um, we, we see what his potential is, but can he maintain it over the course of a season? If he does, I think the chance, this offense has a chance to be good, to very good, to maybe special. Um, and more importantly, I think they have a chance to be consistent game to game. So if you, if you took last year's schedule, which I think was – a little bit tougher than this one. Um, Virginia won six games on it. So, you know, if, if, if the offense doesn't have those zero-point days or the seven-point days or, you know, not able to make a first down unless it's a 50-yard pass days, then all of a sudden this team could get to 10-2 and two and, or better. Um, 
Lord Dave just said ten or two, ten and two are better. All right. No, I mean, yeah. like, like, like I don't want to be ridiculous because it's kind of be ridiculous. But other than Miami, I don't think there's a team on this on the schedule on paper that is head and shoulders above Virginia talent wise. True. Um, Can I just? Yeah. I want to put a pin in on this. Check check this out. We're talking about doing the preseason predictions, and there's one dude who we don't even know if he's going to be on the team. <laughs> very true. Although we'll say his Instagram is pretty quiet. Yeah, well, that's, that's probably a good sign. Um, but I, I'd say I'm closer to. I just want to say my this is probably my best case scenario that I predicted. Like I, I'm more. I, I don't want to say pessimistic than you guys, but like I I think this team's a lot closer to like four and eight, five and no, seven. No, I, I agree eight, with four, that. Nine and three. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that too. The, Justin. The, I, the, the margin for error is super thin. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and we don't know. I mean, like we're Bryce is it's totally potential. I mean, he doesn't have it. Like he hasn't played, so I mean, like we don't know what that is. I mean, we've seen practice, but he can't get hit in practice. So, I mean, I, I want—I don't want people to think he's going to be Lamar Jackson. If he is, great. Let's just be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think if you talked about like we're talking ceiling, obviously, if you talk, talk floor, I would have said like two years ago that team had a higher floor than last year's team, just because of having Matt Johns and Kurt Benkert. And that turned out to be false. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, that team um, had a very low ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but a very low ceiling. And a very goal. deep floor. But yeah, so I, yeah, I don't. I, I think this team's floor is probably not much different, but the ceiling is a little higher. Yeah, I do think that I agree with you on the consistency part. I think that you know they might not be as explosive down the field. I, I mean, I almost guarantee they won't be. Um, but the, you know, I do think that they're not going to have as many clunkers as they as they did a year ago, where it just completely falls apart. Because I think they'll be able to run the ball a little bit better. But I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. The game's right around the corner. Absolutely, that's a, a good nice segue to the to putting a pin in it. Um, I want to thank everybody out there for continuing to support the show. As always, I want to thank uh, Dave and Ferber for giving graciously of their time. Um, also, if you are somebody who found uh, the website um, through the podcast. We very much appreciate your support. Feel free to give us a review. It always helps folks to find out who we are. And if you're somebody who has found the podcast, haven't checked out the site, give us a look. Uh, perfect time to do it. Um, Ferber's got some cool ideas for content that he's going to roll out um, this season. And, and, and we're looking forward to, to getting back to Scott Stadium and covering the Who's. So, again, um, thanks, everybody out there, for continuing to, to give us a listen. For uh, David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.